Good morning. <laughs> um, I thought I would share a story about how my spiritual life has been going the past year or so, because I think lockdown has been about a year. <laughs> it's almost there, at least, at least for us here in Washington. Uh, I'll be honest, I was tempted to not talk about this because, you know, I've heard so many stories about their people's lives in the pandemic that I thought, you know, what good is another one? You know, why, why, you know, I'm just preaching to the choir at this point. But this time of my life, you know, as unexpected as it has been, has been one of the most impactful and if anything, the most, I would say one of the most revolutionary moments in my spiritual life. Um, so much so that it's like, how could I possibly ignore it? How could I possibly not talk about it? As it was just, it's the most relevant thing going on in my life right now. Um, so I guess how to get, maybe get things going. Um, you know, when COVID locked down, everything, all that started, I, I, th I thought things were pretty cool, right? It was just, okay, I don't have to wake up super early to, you know, travel to work. Um, you know, you know, I, I have a job. It's a, it's a blessing into unto itself. I don't, you know, everyone's healthy in my house. So it's pretty cool. I just woke up early, woke up, you know, a little late, meh, got on work, everything was fine. And then, you know, by month one, month two, things were pretty cool. Then, you know, month three, then month four, and I was like, okay, things are getting, things are getting a little serious. I'm starting to feel it now. And I realized how simple my life became. My life basically became the bare minimum, the bare essentials of my life. And it was just, it negatively impacted me in the sense of how mundane it started to get. Right. And, you know, I'm blessed to have, you know, such a mundane life. It was just wake, waking up, work, eat, sleep, maybe work out if I felt like it, things like that. And it just started to fatigue and wear down on, on me on just how basic of a life I was living. But, you know, I was, I was sitting in that, in that very chair, actually, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, there's gotta be, you know, God didn't let this happen in my life. You know, God set everything up in my life to where I am where I am right now. And because of that, I feel like there has to be good coming from it. I had to think about it that way or else I was going to go crazy. And I realized, you know, yes, I was, yes, my life was kind of a drag because it was so simple. But at the same time, it was simple in a good way. And I had to, and I figured that out somehow. Um, you know, God basically put me in a corner. He put me in a corner and just stripped my life down to the very basic core of it, of what I needed to do. He trimmed off the fat of my life, not physical fat. I mean, I wish that was, you know, a thing that he could do, but it was a metaphorical fat. <laughs> that makes sense. And he was, you know, because I didn't have any other activities I was doing or any sporadic things going on in my schedule. I felt like God was basically saying, Anton, this is your life for a good chunk, for a good chunk of time. I, you have no distractions. You have no excuses. I've blessed you with this stable life to go through to last this whole lockdown. What are you going to do with the time that I gave you? And that, you know, that question of what am I going to do with this time that God gave me went over and over and over and over and over in my head. And I felt, you know, I was like, I think, you know, let's start off step one. What can I do better? And it started to hit me of, you know, what was my life back life like before lockdown? It was, uh, I wasn't praying daily. I wasn't reading the scripture or doing anything like that of the sort. I basically just wasn't, do, I wasn't doing anything. You know, I wasn't doing any of the basic stuff to form a personal relationship with God. I just wasn't doing any of it. And, and so, you know, and that clicked on me and I was like, all right, wow. I, like I should have, something I should have been doing a long time ago. Let's start now because I had, there's nothing else to do. Um, and I, you know, kind of kicking myself in the butt for thinking like, you know, that's what I had, what had to happen to me for, for me to do it. But God said, this is the only way, this is the only way for this guy to do it. <laughs> so, because, you know, I realized that my personal life didn't, wasn't my personal relationship with God wasn't really 
present. Um, and that's not to say that I wasn't, you know, fired up for God. The thing was, when I really started getting into my faith, it entered my, my faith, my relationship with God entered first through here, right? First through meaning, um, I used my passion for like, you know, history and all this stuff that I'm, I nerd out about. I used that as a gateway into just getting to know God. I started to read more books. I started to listen to more podcasts, watch more Father Mike Schmidt's videos, more Bishop Barron videos. And to the point where I started just, you know, being able to spew out all these facts about like, oh, there's the magisterium. And then, oh, there's this thing about the saints. Did you know about this? Oh, did you know about this, about the creed? Um, did you know that uh, Ave backwards is Eva, which is Eve? And all these just random like things that I just, you know, it's cool to know. But, you know, I, you know, I used... <laughs> I used my my passions to get to know God and like through through history, you know, through learning, through like academics and things like that. And you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but the problem was I stopped it there. I stopped it there, and what's even worse was I thought that that was good enough. I thought that that was good enough. I'm like, I know all these things, like I'm pretty set. Um I put more time into getting to know God and his church more so than I even gave him an opportunity to get to know me. And I think God gave me this time to, you know, to complete this relationship, so to speak, or to at least get the ball rolling. You know, so I started doing, you know, started slow, prayed every day, set like an alarm for it and all that stuff. You know, and then as I realized how things became more and more clear to me, you know, as things in the church became more available, as lockdown, you know, started to leaven, leaven up a bit, as I think that's a word, um, you know, when we were finally able to go to Mass, right? like for how many months long it's been since we've been gone to Mass, and we had the opportunity to receive the Eucharist, I was about to line up, and then I stopped myself, and I said, oh, okay, hold on, Anton, you're about to get the Eucharist for, you know, it's, it's been a minute. But it's also been a minute since you've gone to confession. And, I was, and you know, you're not going to go to, you're not going to get the Eucharist if you haven't been to confession in a, in a forever either. And so I was like, you're right, to myself. And I didn't go to get the Eucharist. And, you know, but, you know, added to that, because of this personal relationship with God, other issues that I had in my faith became more relevant. Pre Predominant, that's the word. Um, I realized how lazy I was on certain things. Like, I was lazy to go to confession. Because, you know, confession right now is like a few extra steps of reserving time or whatever. Um, and it just, it, it was deterring enough for me to, like, not do, not go to confession. So, because I wasn't going to confession, I wasn't receiving the Eucharist. So, I didn't make, I didn't let myself take the Eucharist. So, that was the case for, like, one month, two months, three months of just me not receiving the Eucharist and not going to confession to the point where, you know, after mass ended, I felt like this emptiness. Like I didn't, I was missing something when I stepped out of the church. I was like, like that was an hour. I was pretty good homily. You know, the readings were good. I was missing something. And I realized that it was the Eucharist. I realized that it was that. And it took me three months to figure that out and go get, go to confession. Finally, I don't know why it took me that long, you know, and then when I went to confession and I finally went to mass the following day and received the Eucharist and things, something just felt complete after I just, after I took, after I put it in my mouth and swallowed it, sat down, prayed, there was a sense of completion. And I was like, this is what people are super stoked for when they go to mass. And I'm 24 years old. I feel like I should have figured that out by now. But and the thing was, I was trying to, but I was trying to through my relationship up here. So I was like trying to understand the history of the mass, like how, why we do things in mass. Um, like why did we choose these readings for that day? Like like listening to the homily so closely, like it was a lecture in college and stuff like that. And writing it down, taking notes, still do that, but you know. And I even tried to do the Eucharist, but I guess the Eucharist part never really clicked with me for some reason. But, you know, the more I 
dived into this personal relationship with God, the more I started to yearn for yearn for him through the things that I used to take for granted, which was Eucharist and confession. And so, you know, I realized when I took that Eucharist, feeling the completion, I'm like, that was it. Like that was, that was the crescendo or whatever for words that means. That was, that's what it, that was, what it was all about. And it took me that long, you know, but God knows, God knew that the only way to get through to me, I guess, was to shut me down in my house and strip my life down to the very basics and put me that way. And honestly, I feel like there was no other way to get me to pursue this personal relationship with God. And because of this simplistic life that I've been living and currently living, you know, things are starting to lighten up, but it's been a new chapter in my life where my relationship with God started here and now it's starting to go here. And it's like, there's like this excitement now of what, what's, what's there in store, you know, obviously I have to keep it up. Like I can't just lose it when, you know, things start opening up again, but it's opened my eyes and my heart and my soul to so much that I was missing that I was trying to find, but I realized that the step was to get to know God more, to get to know me, to get, let God know me more, let God in my, to my life more. So, um, so brothers, sisters, I, I, uh, during this worship, I invite you to take a reflection of your life. I'm sure you've been doing that for a while, but there's just, you know, with life being so loud and with everything going on too, right? It's, it's so complicated. You get distracted and everything like that. But I invite you, at least through this worship, if, you know, no other time is good, let it be this time where you close your eyes and just simplify your life, visually or mentally simplify it. Yeah, I mean, yes, God will talk to you, like will reach out to you through like all the noise and all that stuff, but I'm sure that he's just as willing to talk to you if you just view your relationship with a lens of simplicity. Silence out the noise, you know, leave your stresses at the door. And just solely focus on him. And so when you're in that moment, nothing else can distract you from just asking God, what can I do to know you better? What can I do for you to be in my life more? What more can I do for you so that I can open that door and let you into my life? Because I feel like there's always more that we can do. But sometimes we get so caught up with everything. But I feel like this lockdown and everything like that is a blessing unto itself, you know, despite all the hardships that it's caused. For God to put us in that corner and just say, hey, whatever time you have, you have it now. Until things go back to normal, this is the time you have. What are you going to do with that time? So, brothers sisters, as we go into worship, I invite you to think about all that.
simply city longing for purity to worship you in spirit and truth only you Lord strip it all away till only Coming back to my first love, only you. You're the reason I sing, the reason I sing. Yes, my heart will sing. of me 
Temptation comes my way, and when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. You're my hope and stay, Lord. I need you.
Father, to just be with all of your all of your children, especially during these trying times through the pandemic and all the social unrest and everything going on, with every with all the noise in our lives, let us take a chance, give us the chance to step back and view our relationship with you in the most simple of fashions, where it's just between us and you. Brothers and sisters, I invite you as we say the words our Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. And glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit. As it was the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And Saint Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him humbly. Pray unto thou, o Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God. Cast to hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good, Good morning, morning everybody. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to FCJC Morning Worship. My name is Patrick from Southern California. I'm Stephanie from New Jersey. I'm Chessie from Virginia. And our special guest this week is a guy whose voice is giving every podcaster a run for their money. Anton! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Where are you from, Anton? I am from Seattle, Washington. Oh, wow. Seattle, welcome. West Coast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. And you said running for their money. Hmm. Why why is that, Jess? Why is that? I think you got you got some news for us, right, Anton? You have a you have a business going now? Wanna say something about that really quick? I do. Um start I launched it maybe a few weeks ago. Um VO voiceover. A job, a career, so to speak. At least I want to be a career. Um, so you can come check me out at www.vobyantonio.com. Awesome. Check out what I got there. I only have one demo reel, but you know, it sounds pretty good. All right. So, guys, <laughs> check it out. Everybody, check it out. Check it out. Hey, Anton, thank you so much for joining us. Great worship. Well, thank that you. was really, awesome really worship. awesome. I really like that, um, especially talking about. I, I, didn't, I don't really know you that well, but it's awesome to hear. No, it's nice to hear that, you know, especially what the past year has done for you. So I'm going to, before I ask any question, I'm going to leave it ladies first. So let's oh. let Mr. start with the questions. Oh, Fire we always ready. love ladies first. Thank you for ladies first. We love to start the morning with, with the ladies first. Anyway, but Anton, you do have a beautiful voice, and I'm so glad to meet you for the first time to hear. And... You know your worship was so inspiring because i feel like honest i connected because that's where that's where i am that's where i've been and i feel like that's where i'm going and gosh i do have so many questions for you and how you how you got to to choosing the reflection for this morning uh and i did hear you know starting off you know reflect on where you've been in the beginning of the pandemic or the times that we're going through and how did you just decide, you know what, I need to really talk about this. Yeah, um, I would because I was to be honest, like when I was first asked to be on here, I was like, Oh, what am I going to talk about? Um, and I started just thinking about all these things. And there's some certain topics that I was like, I could have talked about, like for like sharing, but mm. they just weren't like relevant to me at the time, like my heart, my passion or whatever for my spiritual 
journey, so to speak. It was really about what just happened to me or what is happening to me. Um, Cause I was like, Oh, I could talk about this. I could talk about that. But I was like, but the emotion that's attached to it isn't as present as this one. And I felt like that would have been any less emotion would have been in disservice to myself, the community and to God. So it's kind of where, that's kind yeah, of where my yeah. thought process was. And I'm, I'm so glad you chose that in a way that, you know, the spirit led you because it did feel, you know, so real. And I think to all of us listening and worshiping along with you, you know, so, wow. I'm glad you chose it. Yeah. Me too. Jesse, <laughs> any questions, any comments? Oh, um, well, something that I really, um, I guess connected with as well um, from what you were talking about is how you were talking a lot about how you felt like you needed um, God to like strip away the spiritual fat. I think that's how you put it. Uh -huh. um, and how you needed to get back to like the basics, like like have it be bare and quiet. And I know like right before you led into the worship, you talked about like leaning into the silence and stuff like that. And I just thought it was really cool how like we don't really talk very often, but that's something that's been like a very present topic in my own prayer life. I've been reading through the Gospel of Mark and so often um, he like makes a point to mention the way that like Jesus has to go into these like deserted places to encounter God and into these like quiet spaces to pray. Um, and I like couldn't help but feel like that's what God was like forcing you and has been forcing me and so many of us to do right now. It's like he was desiring to spend more alone time with us. So he made it happen <laughs> yeah uh -huh. for sure yeah that was um it was it was one of those things where i'm not very good at like picking up signs or like people like hinting me on doing something it just doesn't work out i'm like oh, i can't do it um and so i think god knew that pretty well is like he was i'm pretty sure in his head was like this guy's not getting it all right let's just take away everything and then i'm like all right and so and here i am you know not so I don't have anything. Well, I do have every, I do have things, but you know, I was, uh, you know, I'd, I'll be the first to admit that I was someone who liked to hide away from his problems, who liked to run away from just things that he, he, I knew I was lacking. And instead of like, oh, I'm lacking prayer time, like, like shame on you, Anton, but I have a trip this weekend, so I don't have to worry about it. Like, you know, so it's, and then yeah. God was like, no, 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 no. You're gonna, you're gonna work on it because you know, you're, 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 a, you're an adult, like it's, you're gotta, you gotta get things going here. So, I mean, I, I could be God, it could be pressured on myself, or it could be, you know, both forces, but you know, that's, uh, it was, it was staggeringly obvious for me. And I thought, I was like, that's a perfect sign for me because I had to be staggeringly obvious or else I wouldn't have picked it up. So, <laughs> so yeah. It's funny, before we started this morning, I uh, was, uh, we were all right before we hit the, this, uh, you know, to, to, to start this whole thing and go live we were I was we were talking and I, I like the word stripped away and and it's like how the Lord stripped everything away from you and uh, some of my favorite saints Saint Francis is one of them <clears throat> where he he strips everything you know and show who he is same thing with King David he strips away and just dances and, and praises God for it and and it's and I feel like the Lord is I, I like when you mentioned that he had to take everything from you and remind you. But my question for you uh, uh, right now is for the people who are listening um, and, and for you, too, I guess mm -hmm. is self uh, something to, to ponder upon is, yes, we realize right now it's stripped away. But now that we're having vaccines, some places are starting to go back to normal. How do we go and remember this time that we're stripped away remember like oh i need the lord more now than ever because uh, last week's episode we were talking about sometimes or, or two weeks ago sometimes it's so easy to remember um god when we have nothing but when there's everything going right we forget god mm -hmm. and so what would you 
in this situation since you've been reflecting upon it um, for yourself and for others what how would you be able to remind yourself to remain humble to remain stripped away for God yeah that's I mean it's a good question that's, that's the biggest test right of like God's like here I am like now let's add these other things and see like let's see what you're made of kind of situation um yeah because you know you know kind of like build built setting it up for the answer was is um i would say like you know i was i'm not a very super materialistic guy aside from food i'm very i'm not materialistic um you know and but i i loved you know kind of like like measure my life through like the adventures and the activities and like, you know, all the stuff that the pre-pandemic world had. And so God was like, okay, that's what he cares about a lot. And so let's take it away. And like, like you're a pretty, like your life, you seem pretty happy. Let's take that away. Like, are you happy with just me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I had to like face that. Right. Um, and so I feel like this is such a prime opportunity. Um, and, you know, good thing I'm not, you know, the good thing I don't. The good thing I don't qualify for vaccination just yet, so I have time, so to figure this out. Um, of uh, you know, let's. It's now. It's a prime opportunity that God has blessed me with to build this foundation of just being happy with this relationship that I have with Him, mm-hmm. and seeing everything else coming coming up as stuff that He has given me, stuff that He has blessed my life with. Um, good and bad, because everything that he allows to happen, there's a good that good intention to it somewhere, and that's kind of the mindset I've always had with my everything that's going on in my life. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm not I I can't work. I don't I have to. It's not like a one God job thing. Like, like I have to like put in my own effort into it. Like and that involves spiritual habits, and you know all those things. And that was a big thing I was kind of into like in the college phase of my life of like building good habits, dynamic habits, like do this for 90 days and you'll be like, will be a second nature thing. All, all those things. Um, I read them all in books and then, you know, that was the whole thing, but um, you know, so just setting that up and just getting into the mentality and, you know, a big thing is just being aware that that's going to be a test that's going to be coming up. Yeah. Like one of the hardest things is like, you realize it's a test after it's a test and it's like, all yes. right, what did I do? How did I do? What did I do? I probably did something wrong. Um, but it's almost like a blessing of knowing that this is going to be something I will be facing eventually. It's a blessing to like be open to do these things in life, but you know, it's God then saying like, all right, you've built this foundation. Like, how are you going to maintain that foundation? And will that foundation be stronger? Um, and that's something that's going to be on, that's a responsibility for me as a Catholic. So that never fades away. Go ahead. It's, I know. And I think that was, it's everything that you've said is so beautiful because if you look at here who's talking, we're in such different walks of life, but we yet we still relate to exactly what you're saying. I mean, the noise as a mom of, you know, even being home and everything stripped away of, you know, driving everywhere, picking up or doing all these different things. You know, when the noise was gone, it's given me, yes, definitely a lot of time to reflect. But what we've talked about is when it all comes back, how are we going to continue to build that foundation that you talked about? And I think that's the beauty of this time. If we can just, again, like you said, hone in on that foundation and build on that because it's true when things start to change again. And I think that's the constant at life is change um, to keep that fire going, to keep that foundation with the Lord, just, you know, you and him. And I was going to ask you, you know, you talked about in your worship, in your exhortation, how you were able to have that click from, you know, learning so much, getting those habits, getting the, you know, reading so much, but then even turning it towards the sacraments, turning it towards something even deeper, trying to find that. How did, you know, for those of us listening and hearing this, how did, how did that happen for you? Yeah, I asked that, I asked the exact same question. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I uh, kind of, yeah, Scott, of course. let's get, let's go through this journey together. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the biggest things that I, I mean, as you learn about the church, one thing you can't avoid are the saints. Like it's, it's like, mm. you can't avoid learning about them. Um, and it was like, you know, one of the biggest things, like, well, one of them is a 
St. Thomas Aquinas was something I had to learn, um, especially because I watch a lot, watch a lot of Bishop Barron, and that's like his soul, like saint. Oh, he yeah. loves that guy. Um, and just as an example among many, right? Uh, I was watching a documentary on him, and you know, he did a lot of reading. He did a lot of learning. He was a lot here, you know. There was here, but he was a lot there too. Um, and then you know, there was like a scene here. I'm kind of going to paraphrase it, where God showed up to him. I don't know if it was a dream or when he was praying. And he said to, um, to Aquinas, you know, you've, you've written about me. You've done so much for me. You've written a lot. What would you want? And he just said, I just want you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, there has to be a deeper level than just writing to like have an answer like that, where it's like he did all these things and his books aren't exactly like kindergarten level stuff it's pretty deep stuff i can't just pick it up and figure it out he he made he lit he he created such you know in the most positive sense possible complex and like deep things with such a simple desire such a simple want Mm -hmm. and it's like and it kind of connects it all together right of just how can i just despite everything that i do how can i I want to achieve simply wanting God. And, you know, none of this stuff that's going on in my life will matter if I can't even reach that simple, that simplistic need or desire um, to strive for him. Like, what was the point of any of this? If I can't even get, if I can't even achieve that, doesn't matter how many books I read. If I can't even achieve that one thing, what's the point of any of this? So, yeah. That reminds me of something that I really liked that you talked about in your exhortation as well. How, um, you know, when you finally got yourself to go to confession and um, you were able to receive the Eucharist after like such a long time of um, choosing to not receive and then also just like not being able to receive because of everything going on. How um, you said that you felt whole again like something that was missing was now full because you received the Eucharist and you couldn't believe how long it took for you to understand that. And I think that that's so interesting that, you know, we've been talking about building foundations and, you know, a huge part of, you know, achieving the desire of just wanting to be with God is building the foundation of knowing that the Eucharist is like the most like basic thing that we get to receive every day that we like totally take for granted and and like that's something that it takes so many lifetimes for so many people um to learn and it reminds me of this quote that i've had saved in my like notes app on my phone for so long because i just thought it was fire the first time i heard it (laughs) i heard it at a at a conference i think it was like a steubenville conference or something and it said Uh, If we celebrated the Eucharist the way we ought to, we would go home hungry to come back and renew the covenant every day. And I think that it's such a beautiful thing that you came to this realization, like there's been something missing this whole time and this is what it was. And now I can move forward in my life with that desire, like of only wanting to be with you because I know it's the only thing that's going to fulfill me. Yeah, it was... I was like, you know, I'll admit, I was someone that's been leading like youth retreats, young adult retreats since like t- for 10 plus years. And I was like, Eucharist, it's all about it. Like, you know, it's do this, do that, do that, do that. And then, you know, I, re- I look in the mirror and I'm like, dude, come on. And then, you know, it took me like, you know, now, not just now, but like, you know, um, to just, you know, to feel that and, you know, there was definitely some shame in like just sprouting those kind of wisdom wisdoms that I've I'm regurgitating because I I didn't figure it out, um, and now it's just super exciting because you know despite COVID we're still doing retreats somehow like you know whether through confirmation class or whatever, and to personally know that this fire is genuine mm. is crazy like it's like it's like a whole it's like knowing something, but you've known it the whole time but then it's like now I get it kind of uh, kind of thing. And it's, you know, one of the biggest things that 
we, you know, for public speaking or giving talks or whatever is like, if you don't believe what you're saying, the audience is not going to believe you mm-hmm. or despite how true your words are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, be, being someone who, you know, has been thrown into the life of like serving other people. Um, it's almost, it's like a new arsenal of like, of things. And it's, it's not even like a huge, like long list of arsenal. It's like one thing, but it's the one thing that matters. Mm. Um, and it's like, like, I'm so excited for what I get. I, I'm so excited for the things to come and the things that I can do now that I have this new relationship, this, this long needed relationship um, that I can now fully be standing as an example to other people, um, especially to my younger sisters and stuff like that. Cause mm. that's a burden that that's a, good burden that you know was given to me so um, i don't know if you noticed i've been smiling i think i haven't stopped smiling this whole time <laughs> i think one of the reasons is um i find joy and i learn so much from the guests and the co-hosts who are here uh, i'm pretty sure uh pidong and them who, uh, pidong and mike who are not here by the way thank you um chess and stephanie for stepping in for these two guys um I think they have a run for their money on this one. Yeah, they're missing out. <laughs> they're missing out. Sorry, guys. But uh, the reason why I'm <laughs> smiling, uh, Anton, is you found something, especially when you start talking about the Eucharist. I was just smiling so much. That realization, that that longing, that that taste after, and your realization. I can't. I don't think I even have the wisdom of what you had, where you stopped yourself and go, wait, I haven't gone to confession. I need to be totally clean to accept my Lord. And and many of us who've been in, in renewal life or devout Catholics alike, many of us forget that because we were so hungry to receive Jesus that to actually hold off. And I'm gonna go back to King David. You you did something at King David that he didn't he didn't kill the king. He had the opportunity to kill. The king at that point so he can be king but no he he said he is the anointed one and right now i feel like the lord has been anointing you with that type of wisdom and you're how old again you're 24 exactly oh my gosh it took me years to even get to that that hunger and and mm-hmm. i was i feel like i was born in community too so it's it's just kind of awesome to hear you say that so anton thank you so much and you know we're, we're getting to that time i know we have Every week I say this, we could go more and more and more questions, but it feels like that the time we have, it's not enough. Anton, in other words, I'm warning you, we're going to call you again next time to just continue <laughs> on and just share this again. Oh, but, they will. They'll call you back. They cool. will. Yes, they do. So, but, but Anton, thank you again for blessing us with, with, with your presence, with the worship. And thank you, sisters, for joining us, for co-hosting again. Anton, before we end, can you just um, uh, lead us into a, a closing prayer and of course then at the end after you're done i'm going to ask Ate stephanie to to, to pray over you <laughs> all right let's do it let's put ourselves in the presence of the lord in the name of the father son and the holy spirit come holy spirit come holy spirit dear lord we just thank you so much for this opportunity to you know put aside our lives and just talk about something where you are the main topic you are the subject and that should always have been and will be the case for every word and every action that we that we do in our lives lord just thank you father for giving us the opportunity to still be a community despite us all being in different parts of the country or even the world and even the even with the lack of ability for us to meet in person you know, you've given us the means to still reconnect and still do so and still feel that fellowship and that, you know, again, that community, Lord. We ask you, Father, to continue to be with all of your children, um, especially during these um, trying times where there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but we're still in that tunnel, Lord. And we ask you, Father, to just be with all of us, keep our stresses, our anxieties low, and just fill our hearts with trust in you, Lord. On this we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, there will be done earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And it is not temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Let us up to our mother Mary, hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women, and blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. And glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Steph? And um, again, we in God's presence still, Father God, we pray over our, our brother Anton. Thank you so much, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit uh, in him to spread that fire of his life, his voice to the world. Thank you so much for the message, the messages that he's been inspired to share with us today. We thank you, Father God, for allowing him to come to you, to find you, to build that foundation in the quiet, even in the solace of this time. We ask you, Lord God, to continue to shower him with your wisdom, with your blessings. Keep him focused, God. Keep him pure and holy. And allow him, Lord God, to be used by you in, in how you want to just touch, touch the people around him and to the world, even through his voice. And so, Father God, uh, we thank you so much for this time with Anton, and we ask you, Father, to continue to bless all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit upon him. And we ask this, Lord God, in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And again, thank you, everybody. Um, Amen. Yes, do you want to ask? Hey, Anton, you want to plug your business one last time before we leave? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, again, I am doing, I'm starting my voiceover career. I'm free to do commercials, whatever you want me to do, um, as long as it's within the boundaries of the Catholic teachings. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm uh, just kicking things off. So, you know, I'm even open to do any free free work. You can just contact me through my website at www.vobyantonio.com. All right. Thank you so much, Anton. <laughs> and again, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe on YouTube for FCJC Morning Worship. And thank you again, everybody. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next week. God bless. Bye. 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 Bye.